There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. The choice of a lawyer is important and shouldn't be based on an ad. After a serious car accident, people have two questions. Why me and what now? Well, no one knows why you, but I'm Terry Crouppen, and my law firm Brown & Crouppen sure can help with the what now. Car repairs, medical bills, lost wages, pain and suffering. We're Brown & Crouppen, and we've got all those answers. All you have to do is call. 222-2222. Rise and shine, St. Louis. It's the Ryan Kelly Morning After on KPNTFM HD2, Collinsville, St. Louis. At the Morning After STL on YouTube and on TMASTL.com with Tim McKernan, Doug Vaughn, Iggy Strode, The Plowboy, and Action Jackson. 707 in St. Louis, you're listening to the Ryan Kelly Morning After. Welcome to the Michelob Ultra Studios. It's among us, St. Louis Acura, Alton Toyota, 7 o'clock hour. Come on in, friends. It's a weekend wrap-up program. Doug, we're going to wrap up the weekend. What are we wrapping up? All the sex we had. <laughs> also, I noticed on YouTube, I'm taller. Is it your chairs ratcheted up a little bit? Yes. Yeah. But I like it. Okay. I'm never taller. Ugh. Well, when you eat I'm right, right it's I still... might have hit your camera when I was showing Doug the Hideki Matsuyama. I, no, 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 I just think I, I think I'm elevated. I like producer Joe on your set and... Don't sell yourself short, Tim. I think if you eat right, you can continue to get taller well nice. into your 40s. Nice. Thank you. You still got a gross bird in you. I think so. I can get to 5'8". Mm-hmm. Growing pains. pains. Jack Nichols was talking yesterday. He was talking about a friend of his, and he says, he's, he's shrunk more than I have. Who was he talking about? Uh, some other old-time golfer. I guess it's the disc in your back that shrink. Is that what it is? And that's what causes you to kind of slump over and get, get shorter. Yeah. Isn't that why they try to preach, like, posture at an early age? So My mom always told me that. She goes, you're stooping down with your shoulders. Stop with the stooping. I know. And I constantly go like this, then I'd be back down to stooping yeah. again. Mine's elbows at the tables. I had a tough is time. Is a bad that. thing? I'll go to nice restaurants, oh. and I just put them on there, and I'm like, hey, I don't really care. This is who I am. I'm a South City hoodlum. That's how I am. And I, I, I don't know if I get any looks, but, like, I'm always an elbow on the table guy. I don't think that's a show of power or anything. I, I, think, I don't think it's... Like, is that bad etiquette? Is it bad etiquette? Uh, I suppose uh, if Emily Post was the judge, she'd say, yes, it's bad etiquette. Friend what of the about, show, Emily Post. Yeah. What about, like, this? You know, you're having the a frame? conversation, you're kind of, like, doing that. That's the, how the, I oh, sit, Plowhawk. Yeah, that's just how, isn't kind of me. Do you put, like, a fork in one hand and a knife in the other one yeah. and tuck the napkin in? <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Bang away. I, it used to be if you ate with your fork, like, upside down, that was, like, the height of Hoosier. Oh, my, my mother would come unglued if someone were to turn the fork upside down and eat, eat that way. I started these, uh... Now I see, I see plenty of people doing that now, and it, it still just kind of makes me go, Ugh, turn the fork the right way. When I lived in Bermuda, I started getting that all these English habits. I don't know what it was. Like, I, would, I wouldn't say St. Louis. After, like, three years, I get on a plane. Where are you from? San Luis. Kind of oh, like, you did not. Kind of like pools, San Luis. Why would you say that? I don't know. It's just, it started picking Who up this. Who are you? But then I, I started eating like the English do. The English never change hands. You know how Americans will cut and then change the hand of the fork and eat with the right hand? Yeah. I started just 
eating with the left hand and scooping the meat together. And oh, for heaven's sake. Then I got back into the habit of switching hands again. Doug, what does this mean? There's Tim. There is Tim. Changing one little letter makes such a huge difference. All is right in the world. There's Tim. There is Tim. Changing one little letter makes such a huge difference. All is right in the world. What does that mean? I just don't know. We get coded messages in. It means the same thing. Sometimes I'll, instead of saying, you're great, I'll say, you are great. You know, when I type something out, the U, the R-E, and I just type out R, you are, instead of your. Uh That's what he's saying, but I don't know what that means. Most people still can't get you and your correctly. Yeah, I know. Still struggle with that. Y-O-U-R. Y-O-U-R, great. Hey, Tim, Jack Nicholas said something about someone, and that's the end of the story that needed to be shared. That's from the birthday hawk. Well, we were, let me explain it to you. We were, talk, we were talking about Tim getting taller, and right, I said Jack spurt. Nicholas was talking about shrinking. He was talking about another player, maybe Fuzzy Zeller. <laughs> Who was it? Was Good morning, Pools is not from England, FYI. That's from Dervis. No, but that still sounds like San Luis. It sounds like Pools saying San Luis. <laughs> Would English people say it like that? Uh, Bermudian I don't think people. So. San Luis? Bermudian people. I bet we don't come up all that off. Be real candid with you. I wouldn't think so. Uh, you're welcome to text in EDF group text inbox 314-881-TMA5. And let's get a lot of calls today. Let's take about 20, 30 calls. Oh. We'll take some from men, but most of them are going to have to be from uh, the ladies. 636-9004-TMA. And, of course, uh, you can... Email in for our design air heating and cooling email of the day. I was off on Friday. It looks like Blueberry Pop Pop shipped it on Friday. Is that correct? 1-1 one, one is your score, Doug, in the uh, email of the right. day yeah. uh, presented by Design Air Heating and Cooling for the month of Jude. I think the it month went f- of Jude. It went five votes. I didn't want to vote because they were all sucked and they were all terrible. So I said, I'll let Plowsy huh. have my vote. And then Plowsy, Jackson, Doug, and uh, KG all went different people. Oh, wow. She was I, really excited. And I had a well, Go back and watch. Henshin won on Friday. Yeah. Colts columnist uh, Brian Henshin with the win on uh, on Friday. So email in to compete the morning after at InsideSTL.com. The morning after at InsideSTL.com. But I don't know what the lead is. Certainly the textures are trying to frame the lead by sending in uh, multiple texts right at the start of the show or right before the show starts. Starts. How about your suspension? My, my suspension for the St. Margaret of Scotland comments, yeah. which I would like What's to say once again, reckless? I am very sorry about, and if I offended anybody. I think the lead should be how you get in a member guest. Well, Doug, that's what you said it should be. I didn't even remember you would play the member guest. Uh, Plowhawk is in first place in our fantasy baseball league, similar right. to the Cardinals. It's, you got to go back to 1990 for the last time the Plowhawk has been in first place. Usually I'm in cell mode. And he's this, really tooting his own horn. This late in the season, whereas the Cardinals are in last place. And I think you got to go back to 99, I think, for the, for the last time the Cardinals are in last place. this, And they finished in last place in 1990. Uh, but last place this late in the season, 1999. Uh, Jackson was invited spur of the moment to go to a wedding at Old Warson. Oh, gosh. Um, I mean, there, there are so many things going on on mm. this show. Part of me says, let's do four hours and let's let Randy character go ahead and do balloon party. Yeah, That's what I'm thinking Makes at sense. the moment because I don't know if we have the time. I don't know if we have the time. Because we intend to dissect all of those topics. That's right. That's right. There was great golf over the weekend. I watched, I watched women's golf. That would not be the lead. <laughs> that would not be it. Doug, well, Rosang. That was... 
You know what, Tim? And I almost, I don't Apparently know why. Apparently it's the least. I don't know why I didn't do this. No one cares about the LPGA. I uh, I got on DraftKings. Jennifer Cupjo? Is that it? I don't know. Bad yeah. three putt. Yeah, it was. Terrible first putt. I uh, I almost went over to DraftKings across the river to the sports book because I saw Rose Zhang was plus 4,000. Did you say Rose Zhang or Rose Zhang? I don't Zhang. know these. I put I the H in there, Zhang. I don't know these names at all. It was Zhang, but I say Zhang. Right. She was plus 4,000 to win the golf tournament. And I said, At the start of the tournament, she yeah. was? I saw yesterday uh, Victor uh, Hovland was plus 800, and I wanted a big piece of that ass. Yeah. Wow. Well, look at us, Doug. We're two sharps. Now, of course, did we bet it? No. No. Did I bet on the Cardinals yesterday? Yes. You bet them to win or lose? I bet them to win, and then I also bet a minus for run and a half. But I forgot Rich Hill was pitching. Oh. Because I forgot him. he was still oh, playing. He's 50-something. You can't touch him. So Wednesday, I said, you know what? I just drive Back over to, to Illinois and I'll, <laughs> Rose you know, I'll put 50 bucks on it. And then I just got lazy and said, I don't want to drive all the way over there. I would have won $2,000. You would have won two grand. That's uh, pretty lazy. I'd have been sweating it out yesterday. I can't. I honestly, I can't believe that I'm aware of this story, but I am uh, because I wanted to watch Golf Central. Uh, so I flipped it on. I'm going, oh, they're in a playoff. I guess I'll watch it. And I am aware of her, and I can't believe she was plus 4,000. Plus four thousand. I can't believe I'm talking about this either. No, as the lead. I did some. I just I couldn't believe it. I said, I wonder what she is. She's probably I don't know, probably plus twelve hundred or something. I would have guessed plus a thousand ballpark. Yeah, plus four thousand. Wow. She is. She's maybe the next Lorena Ochoa. Or Doug, do you think she's the next Lorena? I don't know these names. Annika I pay Sorenstein. zero attention to the LPGA, as does everyone else in this. Well, you should city. now because she's Why? A, she's a phenom. She's got more wins than Tiger Woods on the at Stanford. Okay. Almost, Timmy. I almost got out of my jerk shack and drove somewhere, but I'm lazy. Thanks. That's from Patrick, and he's over to Macalata. Well, I was. I didn't feel like driving away to Illinois. It's not that far. It's 20 minutes from where you are. I should have called my buddy who lives over there just to make it for me. But... Not going to lie, I'm with Iggy on this one. I turned off the memorial to watch the LPGA. That's from Friends of Burt Convey. Turvis Parrish says Rose is a menace. Doug, th- maybe this was really the lead, and you didn't realize <laughs> I how the Rosang... You didn't have to turn off the memorial. When the memorial ended, I went to the LPGA, and they were only on hole 13. So you sat and watched golf all day long? Yeah. What about those Cardinals? God, Peacock, 1035. I did, I did watch them, actually. Did you really? You watched it on Peacock? Yeah, because yeah, I have Peacock, Ugh. so I can watch it. I don't have it, and I no wasn't going to give them another 599 You can't pay me to watch that team anyways. Yeah, I tweeted out, and people said, oh, you watch one game, because I said, after Gorman struck really? out three that times, right? I said, that's, maybe that's why he doesn't Twitter play against lefties. What's the H? Oh, I did see you tweet that. I did see well, it. He struck out three times, it? his first three times up. Maybe this is why Gorman doesn't start against lefties. How to play. Probably have these people muted. Uh, oh, these are all those TMA like uh, burners. First game watched in years, and you still have takes. <laughs> Hot ones, no less. And that's what I responded. I said, and the hottest. Well, they were good takes. It's getting hard to watch them, that's for sure. God, what didn't you enjoy? Uh, well, I didn't see any of it because I won't give Peacock five ninety nine a month. But what I, about on Fry's Bin and Saturday's Bin? Uh, there, there just seems to be a negative aura around the team. I don't know if that's just a perception that I have. No, it's only Marmol, the manager. I think maybe that's it. He, kind of started ha- when he, he has a dark cloud over this team, and it's so obvious to even the casual fan who watches two games a year, myself. Yeah. I mean, you call, calling... O'Neal out fifth game of the year. That was it. You set the tone. That was it. it he went on a little to. run a little bit after that, but 
for the most part, that one's done. That's what turned the season. Five games in, you're calling out an outfielder. I mean, O'Neill hasn't been the same. Uh, here is what he had to say as if uh, asking about this losing streak feeling the s- same to how the Cardinals were starting the season in April. Hit the leave. You mentioned that you weren't able to put like, a finger on why the team was losing. I mean, does it feel similar at this point in time? Yes, right. Um, yeah, different. I mean, let's be honest. With you. You're going to lose certain games. There's certain games you're going to get beat. Yesterday, we got we got beat. They came back and, and put some good at bats against us and beat one of our better guys. Um, we didn't capitalize on certain situations. Uh, today, we offensively, from a matchup standpoint, couldn't get anything going. Um, so, no, this is not the same as far as we got beat today. Like beat by Rich Hill. Could have been beat. 35 times. They have the worst record in the entire National League. That's a matter of opinion. Well, I'm looking at the standings right now. What about the night before? You gave up 400 runs on two errors. That's giving a game away. I would think you're up 5 nothing at the time. No. Well, could you possibly imagine going out to dinner with that a Friday guy? Uh, affair. Yeah, Friday. Uh, the Cardinals are 25-35. and 35. That's a 417 winning percentage. Seven and a half back of the Brewers, who did uh, sweep their series this week. And actually, I think they uh, have one more game in their series against the uh, Reds. But uh, the Brewers are now 32-27. and 27. That's good for first place in the National League Central. Um, it would be good for fifth place in the American League East. But in the National League Central, it's first place. So the Cardinals are still only seven and a half games back, despite being 10 games under five hundred. Uh, both on, I believe it was Thursday or Friday, and then this morning, Thursday or Friday, Jeff Passan wrote about it. And this morning I was reading on The Athletic from Andy McCullough and his mailbag uh, as to what could wind up happening with the trade deadline. And uh, both Passan and Andy McCullough of The Athletic are talking about the Cardinals possibly trading Paul Goldschmidt away. No. Which I realize would sound, on the surface, your probably initial reaction. I recall hosting the show, Doug, in 2010 and talking about how I don't think it would be smart to re-sign Albert Pujols, Mm -hmm. uh, which, as you might imagine, was not well-received at the time. Um, But uh, I'd like to think we were correct on that one, and I don't think there's too many people who would disagree with that. Uh, But with that said, uh, this may seem to be crazy because I think most Cardinal fans still think, and I would include myself in that crowd, that they can't possibly be this bad, but they are on pace for 68 wins. I mean, that is... That might win the division. <laughs> could win the American League Central, but yeah. not a the titans of industry that occupy the National League Central. But Goldschmidt is up after next year. Uh, he is not young by Major League Baseball standards in 2023, and you really could get a haul for him. But my God, if you would have told me at the beginning of the season we'd be talking about the possibility, two different national riders talking about the possibility of trading away Paul Goldschmidt, uh, I would have never seen that coming. The team kind of hovering around 500 in the mid-80s range of wins. That was certainly what I thought would be in the bell curve of outcomes. But trading away Paul Goldschmidt, and at least talk of it. Again, that doesn't mean it's going to happen, but at least talk of it. I never saw that coming. No, I didn't either. I, I think probably it's too early for anything that drastic. I think maybe they'll go another month, see where they are at the end of June, 
about halfway through the season. And then if you have to do something drastic, it's probably the time. Because, it, you know, it's, as doubtful as it might look right now, there's still a chance that they get a little something going here. And by the end of June, they're three or four games out of first. That, that could still happen. Absolutely. And, and if that's what it is, then you wouldn't want to get rid of goals. Well, I mean, to, to be clear, they're talking about trade deadline. Nobody's talking about doing it now, just, for, yeah. just to state the record. Uh, why is the media always whispering to Mar Mall? Is that a new thing? That's from Mr. Big Creek. They're afraid that he's going to punch it. Like, he is the scariest man like, I would be terrified. Really? Again, like, going to lunch or dinner with that dude would be absolutely horrifying. Just you and him. He, he kind of seems humorless. Absolutely. Uh, little Tommy Tribbins is in the parking lot. Beautiful morning to be riding a trike. And he says, Marmol is an angry little snapping turtle with a Napoleon complex. Oh. Ship his ass! <laughs> That's from Little Tommy Tribbins. Oh. They shouted that last line? Yep. Ship his ass. An angry little snapping turtle. I think he resents players with natural ability. Because, like, he had to try so hard to get basically nowhere in his, you know, baseball career, whereas some of these guys are, quote-unquote, half-assing it and have three times as much skill without, you know, trying as much as he did. So I think he resents a lot of player for that. Tim, does Goldschmidt have a say in whether he gets traded? Uh, yes, he does. He has a no-trade clause. I, I don't say know watching the game board. yesterday, Tommy Edmonds looks like a natural center fielder. <laughs> I mean, he's played five games out there. Yeah. They look like Jim Edmonds on some of those balls. He can yesterday. play anywhere. Donovan, too. Yeah. Well, you got to trade well, one of those guys. I mean, if you do, I, you better get some pitching. You better get some starting pitching because as weak as it is this year, most of them are gone for next year, right? There isn't going to be a big run to win this division. Am I correct on that? I know we can By talk about maybe being a few games out at the end uh, of They June. are still only plus 300 on Bovada. For the life of me, I can't <laughs> believe that. They are the second. They have the second best odds to win the National League Central. I was telling you guys before the show, the Pirates are plus 750. And it's not necessarily because I came away from that series going, wow, the Pirates are pretty damn good. But if you're giving me 7.5 to 1 in, the, in that division, I would say that's actual value. I would I would have thought the Cardinals would be in the plus 600 range at this point, and I would probably throw something on that, uh, not because I think they will, but because of 6-1. to one. I mean, it's telling you that 16% of the time they win the Central. That's the math. I think they win the Central more than 16% of the time. I know that sounds counterintuitive because after a sweep, you'd do prisoner of the moment crap just like if they would have swept them. Um, but I just still look at it as there's too much talent relative to the other teams in the Central many of whom are candidates to be trading away at the deadline. But because of the fact that the division is so tight, I don't know what message that would send to the respective fan bases if they do, because all of these teams are still in the mix. And if you look at the lineups, you would say, well, the Cardinal lineup has to be the best. But two of the three um, core guys, the guys that Marmol said at the beginning of spring training would be the obvious three, four, and five guys, as in Goldschmidt, Contreras, and Arenado. Two of those three are really not performing. Two of those three are on the prime ministers, are they not? And yes, it's not they the are. good one. Uh huh. Contreras and Arenado. Killing me. Absolutely killing me. How about a bingle just every now and then, Contreras? Just every now and then a base hit. Well, Doug, he has two hits uh, since May 21st. Ugh. What? That's right. Gosh. Oh, my. He's hitting so 215. They've ruined Contreras and Jordan Walker and Tyler O'Neill. Ruined. 
Dude, that Contreras deal isn't yeah. starting out great. At least, right? it, at least they signed him on a very expensive, uh, inexpensive one-year contract. It's not like they gave him eighty-some-odd million That's for five correct. years. That's correct. So him and Steve and Matts will uh, be up after this year, <laughs> and uh, Adam Wainwright will be done. So that should free up a lot of money, and it'll be fun sure. to see what the Cardinals do with that. Mosellock, his job isn't on the—I know we talk about this all the time, and I'm not a Mo guy, so I'm always on him on having to be on the chopping block, but when is it, like, time to talk about it? I mean, you see the signings, you, you, you see, like, how blasé he is in the offseason. Oh, we have six starting pitchers, and, I, you know, he kind of poo-poos everything that they didn't do, and then it comes to fruition that, like, obviously you needed to do X, Y, and Z, and you didn't. And he gives you these snarky remarks. Is it ever a time where you're like, maybe it's it for him? I don't know. I mean, it. I just see him as kind of untouchable. Yeah, he seems that's the case. That sucks. Yeah, for us. he seems like he's just such a part of the, of the, owner, almost the ownership group. It feels like he's one of us outside of the ascot, and you know, him never <laughs> being in St. Louis. Or... Yeah, I just I would be stunned if they do anything to him. It wouldn't surprise me if, if any moment now we hear they've done something with the manager, but I'd I. Extension? Maybe I'm wrong. I just that would be, think that we'll see I, like I agree with you on, on I think if this were a different organization, I don't even know if it's a market thing. I mean, I, you know, reading The Athletic, reading MLB.com, and then I go to STL Today, I'm like, man, I wonder if there's like a scalding column, and maybe I'm missing it, but uh, you go to the sports section, at least as of 6 this morning, uh, there's not. Um which just kind of, I feel like if you go, you know, back a decade or so, that might have been a different situation. But I know, you know, every newspaper is in a different spot than the way the world was 10, 20 years ago. Um, but I don't think it's necessarily about the media holding a team accountable or necessarily even the city. I think it's the organization and the owner. And this just, it, it just has not been Bill DeWitt's style to just pop somebody when things are sluggish at the same time you could say well he really hasn't dealt with a bad run since he's been the owner the 90s were not good although they had the surprising 1996 team that was a win away from the world series but then that was buffered by the mark mcguire show which carried him through 97 98 99 which were down years and then from 2000 to present day, it's been so successful. I think Mazalok will be allowed to exit that position gracefully, which they're already positioning. I don't feel like that's necessarily gotten all that much attention, that he's kind of moving out anyway. Um, and again, I know we've discussed it, but he wasn't under contract uh, past this year uh, when they when they talked about it at the winter warm-up until that extension was announced. But with that said, Marmol... I think if you were in the spot he's in with a team with the expectations that this one has in many other organizations, I do think he would have either been fired by now or would be uh, in a real spot to get fired. Because I'm not saying he is the problem, but when you're 10 games under 500 with this roster, not to say this roster should be, you know, doing what the Rays are doing or have the performance level of the Braves or the Dodgers or whomever. When you have this roster and you're 10 games under 500 and you're wor the worst in the National League, and it's not like he's got the Tony La Russa resume, I would think that 
you can look at the manager and go, okay, we have to try to do something because Paul Goldschmidt is not 28 years old, and neither is, neither is Nolan Arenado, but Goldschmidt's under contract for one more year. You want to max, I would think, want to maximize while you have this guy, the reigning MVP, and instead you're in the first week of June and you're in the worst record in the National League, but yet in a division where you still can catch up. They're lucky they're not in one of the, the East or the West where they would be pretty much dead. Yeah. When Girardi last year with Phillies, I think he was 22 and 29, something like that when he got fired. Was that his second year with the Phillies or third year? I, I don't remember. I don't know. He hadn't been there long. And the thing about Marmol... Because Tim was right. Other organizations would maybe do that. Yeah. It, it's not like he's had a, a long track record of success and they're, they're giving right. him the benefit of the doubt. It's not like he was a, a popular former player here who they just can't stand apart with. That was Girardi's third year. Third year, for the record. It's just, uh, it's, it's hard to imagine how long they're going to go with this and not try to do something to turn it around. It feels like they're walking on eggshells, but I still think, and I, I'm, I'm, I think RMMall won't last a year, but this is a Mosaic problem this year as opposed to an RMMall problem. I thought there were blatant needs that sure. they just didn't I, I agree 100%, but if we're talking about what could really happen, John oh, Mosaic yeah, is that. not going to be the one who would yeah. get whacked unless he steps down. And again, I, I think it's important for people when they have the Mosaic conversation, which I realize then gets into a, you know, having to have some information and knowledge. Uh, but he was not under contract pass this year. He himself said sometimes there's just, it, just jobs wear out, they're welcome, and he's been in that spot since 2007. Uh, and then he signed an extension. But they're kind of transitioning from him being in that role anyway. Um, so I, I just don't know if that would be realistic. So I would imagine that you would be more in the Gersh or Marmol thing. The Gersh one, though, would be more symbolic. Uh, than, yeah, that would really be bad. You know? Mazalok is pulling all the strings and you fire <laughs> Gersh. That would not be fair. <laughs> Although the, uh, you know, firing the previous manager didn't seem very fair either. Shield. Uh, Shield should still be here right now. Obviously, yeah. I know there's internal things that happened. It wasn't more on the field as opposed to off the field, mm-hmm. but... If you're firing a guy with a 17-game win streak with three straight playoff appearances, then anything is on the table, am I right? So when mm-hmm. you keep a guy that is struggling the way that it, it becomes more confusing. You would think. It's not unusual at all for a team with high expectations that runs into a really bad stretch, fires a manager. This happens all the time. And It's, it's almost pedi- surprising if he, if he doesn't get fired. And you're not firing, oh, well, he had the pedigree. You know, he had two right. World it's Series Right. It's not Russo who had, you know, 30 years in the business. He's just and, a guy. Yeah. I don't get it. Uh, your thoughts are welcome. Uh, Doug, we're going to take calls from some guys today, but mostly okay. it's going to be women. And we have, we did so. open up the phone lines. We did 636-900-4TMA. And, of course, text in, EDF group text inbox, 314-881-TMA5. Email in for our design, air, heating, and cooling. Email of the day, the morning after at InsideSTL.com. Jackson, do we have some giveaways? Uh, yes, I believe so. Give me one moment and I'll have all that information. Well, what are you doing? Apologies. Oh. Okay. Sorry. Watch this, Doug. Okay. No, it's not a problem. Really. You like when somebody? I like that. When somebody buys time, I go. You hear that from time to time. I'm not going to remember the name. I have no interest in that. 
I don't know what the longest is I've ever watched an LPGA tournament. Maybe when they had it here. Hey, I got the info for you. And Annika Sorenstrom was winning every year. Okay, kill the time. Jackson, back to you. So we're doing a TMA app contest. What? You can win tickets to an advanced screening of The Flash Monday, June 12th, 7 p.m. at the Alamo City, at the Alamo Draft House at City Foundry. Yeah, that, Doug. That's All a week right. from tonight. Sure. Yep, and then uh, email the day winners this week. We'll each also win a pair of passes. So email in, and we're also doing an app contest, two tickets to the advanced screening of The Flash. Again, that's Monday, oh. June 12th. Okay. And that's our prize for the design air, heating, and cooling. Email the day, the morning after at InsideSTL.com. And uh, if you run into any air conditioning problems, make sure you're working with the great Seth Goldcamp of Design Air Heating and Cooling. I feel like so many people in the audience are working with Seth. And that's what it's all about. I got this email over the weekend. Let me see what I got here for you, Doug. Tim, hope all is well. Wanted to share a positive experience with Design Air. Our air conditioning went out Friday afternoon. My wife and I have a newborn and two dogs. I'm going out of town this upcoming week for work, so having non-functioning air conditioning would be an issue. As soon as my wife informed me of the situation, I contacted Design Air and had a technician call me back in less than 30 minutes. Someone was at my house within two hours. They could not fix it that Friday night, but they were there again the next morning and fixed the issue. The overall experience was fantastic. Feel free to share using my pen name. We had them out in the spring to test the air conditioning and provide some insight on how to manage the eventual necessary air conditioning replacement. Yesterday, they provided some tips on how to get through the summer if we have additional issues but don't want to fully replace the air conditioning until next year. Whenever the time comes, they will definitely be getting my business again. Thanks, Doug. And you know who that's from? Who? The Sultan of Duck Butter. Oh, Yep. Boy, he's back. Yeah, he's back. It's good to have him back. And he's working with the sponsors. Support the sponsors. Design Air, official HVAC provider, the Tim McKernan Show podcast, QFTA Today. Is that all right, Jackson, QFTA Today? Uh, that might be tough for me. No. Oh, that's right. You, Jackson has an outing today. No. Where are you oh, going today? this is. He has an outing. That's romantic. I don't know what it is, but it sounds fun. I was playing in a golf tournament. Yeah, oh, it's an outing. You like too. that outing? Is it the Mizzou Alumni Tournament? No. No, sir. Oh, that's where I'm playing. Wow. How's your ball striking? Horrible. We're playing at the log. You doing uh, log bogey, and bogey, nine bogey and nine? Hills. Uh, oh, really? Bogey Hills? Yeah. Good course. Jackson, are you going to reveal where great you're Great greens. They do a great job on their greens. Sir. Yeah. Persimmon Woods. That is an outstanding golf course. Damn. Oh, you playing with Cletus and Gee? Uh, no, sir. Okay. That's their course, I think. That's a good course. It's a great golf, a great golf facility. And you were at Old Warson over the weekend. Can we hear about that a little bit? I was Mr. not. Mr. Snooty? I was not at Old They call him Mr. Snooty now? Yeah, yeah. I wasn't at Old Warson. You didn't go to the wedding? No. No, when you get an invite to a wedding at 7 p.m. of said wedding day. 7 Eastern Makes time. you feel like maybe you got left off the original invitation list. <laughs> it's tough to move things around. So you didn't go at all? What time was the wedding? I, I don't even know. I don't even know if this is a real. I don't know what it was. I just got a call. I, I witnessed it. I you mean, class. you open your phone and got an email? <laughs> no, a phone call. Phone call saying you want to go to a wedding tonight and it starts in two minutes? <laughs> Basically. Do you have a suit Was it a girl inviting you? <laughs> uh, a gentleman asked on behalf of a girl. Oh, she was asking you'd like to go on a date. I don't, even, I don't know what was going on. I was on a FaceTime where I couldn't see anybody. What? Yeah, it's a good question. It's, wow. It was ridiculous. How did Tim win? This was like weird. Saudis, house? Like this was going on after uh, we completed the member guest festivities, and the Worsen Woods wacko 
called Jackson multiple times, right? I feel like mm-hmm. you were on the phone multiple times, and he has him saved in his phone as the Virgin. Oh. And uh, and would just update him. And then there was a uh, a wonderful uh, lady who was uh, with us as we were hanging out following. And uh, she said she was going to a wedding at Old Warson that evening. And I don't know what triggered the Warson Woods wacko to do this, but then invited Jackson to be her date. Oh. Even though I'm not sure she had a plus one. <laughs> she might have already had it. Wow. Just like a husband. Just so this could have been wedding? a cuck situation. I didn't go. I don't know. It's, it's Did you moot. cuck the gentleman? I didn't go. I Maybe they're going to crash already. the wedding. Yeah, wedding crashers. A- there you go. That'd be a pretty nice place to go to a wedding, though, wouldn't it? It's the only way Licks could get in there. <laughs> Mr. Licks takes a shot out of nowhere. Not many people turn down wedding receptions at Old Warson. Yeah, Jackson, Jackson so what do you have going on? I went out with my friends. Where'd you go? Uh, patios to start. We had, like, uh, one of my friends won this, like, STL City SC watch party thing there. Got defense, to- doggies, defense. Got, mm-hmm. like, a free drink or two, and that's where we hung out for most of the night. Huh. It was a good time. It was a beautiful evening on Saturday. Well, it sure was, yeah. So that's kind of where we hung out. I didn't necessarily like want to be like, hey, sorry to all my friends. I'm going to go to this wedding. I don't know who I'm going with or who's getting married, but here I am. Or if it was even real. I'm sure it was real. I'm you sure think a... you got invited because of your Joe Burrow swagger? No, probably just because I was on the phone at the time, if I had to guess. Oh. I don't know. I guess the best ability is availability. And I was not available, so. I like that. Okay. What was that again? What was that? that the best, best ability, ability is availability. It's like what <sighs> every NFL coach always says when their team sucks. <laughs> like uh, you can only play the guys you have. Yeah, like I have to play Drew Locke right now because the best ability is availability. <laughs> this, is a, this is a bit of a development. And I have a feeling some of the audience members may pounce on this. Mr. <laughs> Licks just texted in, I grew up on Persimmon Woods, great golf course. From Mr. Licks. You grew up there. That's in Eureka, right? No. Where is it? Isn't that St. Charles County? Might be. It's right there, what, on that uh, I don't know. research park. Not the Whitmore, Whitmore, maybe? What's that? Whitmore. Oh, is that where it is? That's that... certainly St. Charles. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't been there in years. Well, you're going to be there today. I play Riverside. No, Bogey Hills. Bogey Hills. Jackson's at Persimmon. Yeah. Iggy, where are you playing today? This is a show where everybody golfs mm-hmm. all the time. I may just be at family golf. Oh, really? I work on my short game. I might take uh, my son out there today. Yeah, it's going to be nice, 90, sunny. You won't get off the couch, will you? Might. What are the <laughs> odds? Chances. Are there bets to be played? If, if Iggy goes to family golf? Or off the couch. I'll say 10% you go. I, I bet you I, 25%. I got him at 33%. That's where I am. Jackson, where's your play? 18%. The heat, when you go outside... 50%. There it is. That's when the real decision is made. Mm -hmm. How into going and hitting balls. And I love going to family golf. And they got those shaded bays. Oh, they sure do. How do you do? Oh, gosh, shaded bays. Well, you get over that short game area. You know, you rent it out for an hour. You got the bench there. You can hit some shots. Just kind of relax. I forgot about the benching there. Yeah, you you can sit and take a cool down. I'll go up to 40%. Uh, Statement. 
Licks grew up west of the Missouri River and drives through at Chick-fil-A. He is now a confirmed Hoosier. Thanks. Mm. That's from the Trill Cider. Chick-fil-A makes you a Hoosier? I didn't know that. I really enjoy that treat. Spicy chicken sandwich, if you please, with some waffle fries. Thank you. Oh. Well, that means it's not generational wealth he come from. So either it is his wife's dad or money that he gets like a stipend every month. Or he's a self-made man. Those are the two options. I'm leaning more towards option A. You can't be wealthy if you grew up on persimmon woods? I'm not saying that. I just think his shtick, he grew up in Huntley or grew up in, you know, Shaker Heights. (laughs) Shaker Heights. Cleveland? Per capita, the richest city in the country. That ain't correct. Shaker Heights. Went to a wedding there. I'd I'd have to see that somewhere to believe it. Did you went to the wedding? In Beverly Hills and... Per capita, though. Okay, still. Well, if you want to hang out at Family Golf with a 50% chance that you see Iggy, and I would say I'm probably in that same 50% range uh, because it'll be based on whether or not my uh, my son wants to go. Uh, Family Golf and Learning Center. We played the par 3 course last week. Iggy, maybe you ought to go out there and play with me and uh, my son today. Get some work in. Uh, it's it's legitimately challenging, and I lost a ball and he didn't, which was uh, oh. kind of hit it in the drink. Uh, yeah, there's a there's a there's a hole a with water, water on either side, yeah. and somehow on a 125 yard hole, I found it. Uh, so uh, Family Golf and Learning Center has that short game area, which Iggy was talking about, a double decker driving range, wonderful pro shop, bar and grill. It's Family Golf and Learning Center. So many wonderful instructors. They have camps for uh, young golfers. I'm talking about, you know, any age uh, this year, but uh, also going up through uh, people who want to get ready for playing high school golf as well. It's Family Golf and Learning Center. I can't say enough good things about it. Family Golf and Learning Center. Uh, FamilyGolfOnline.com. Monthly clinics. They host birthday parties, graduation parties, corporate events, and clinics. FamilyGolfOnline.com. Learn, practice, play your best golf. Doug, would you like to tell the people about Ryan Kelly? Well, he's there to help you buy a house if that's what yes. you're for. You know, interest rates coming down a little bit, but boy, you better be ready to act quickly if a home hits the market. There's not a lot of inventory out there. Homes are selling very quickly. If you're waiting, don't know what to do, call, ask questions of Ryan Kelly and his team. They'll find a solution for you. If you're even thinking about buying a home this year, the process not as complicated as you think with the home loan expert. They make the pre-approval process very easy. So get yourself pre-approved today. The day you call in, and they will provide a lower rate with a 10-day closing guarantee. Ryan Kelly can give you options. You need to rate shop. Rates are different from mortgage lender to mortgage lender. They won't uh, come any cheaper than what you can find with the home loan expert. Stay in touch with Ryan Kelly. He is Sir Mortgage and his website again, thehomeloanexpert.com. There it is, Ryan Kelly. Tile sponsor this program for a decade online at thehomeloanexpert.com. Yesterday, Doug, I uh, barbecued uh, burgers. I'm really kind of finding my own, I feel like now, with that. Now that I'm like, oh, I don't need to keep them on the grill until they're, you know, what is it that burgers? I'm turning to you because crispy. I feel like not crispy, but like one burnt. No, inside seared. 165 or something like that. Well, depending where you get the meat, you can eat a medium rare. Yeah, that's what I'm doing now. Oh, and it's so rewarding. Uh, and but my wife went to the uh, grocery store and I said, "Hey, woman," because I was raised the right way. Right. I said, "You know what we're out of? What? Andrea's barbecue sauce." Oh yeah, I see that in Schnooks. God, it's the greatest. 
Yeah, she went to uh, to Deerberg's uh, and uh, brought back four. What are these? Four bottles? Is that four bottles of Andrea's barbecue well, sauce? Well, sure. What else? Is it, it called be? bottles? I don't know. Sure, so I was thinking bottle. vessels. Vessels. It's not a vessel. Four vessels of Andrea's it's barbecue sauce. Probably wiped them out clean. Four vessels of Andrea's barbecue sauce. I should sell it by the vat. God, it's no. so good. I don't know what Max is putting in there, Iggy. I don't know. <clears throat> it's got uh, kind of like a sweetness to it. it. Does tangy, Doug? Tangy. Really? But not, but not, not over. It's like the overbite to it. I love it. I can't get enough of it. It's the best. Uh, plus the steak sauce. I put that on the burgers in advance. So it was just wonderful. Uh, and I saved one for uh, grilling tonight, Doug. So I am looking forward to it. It is Andrea's barbecue sauce, Andrea's steak sauce, and, of course, Andrea's Steakhouse, a wonderful sponsor here of TMA. I cannot recommend that barbecue sauce enough. Uh, you can get it in Schnucks and Deerbergs and, of course, at Andrea's.com. Send your emails in the morning after at InsideSTL.com for our design, air, heating, and cooling email of the day. Text in the EDF group text inbox, 314-881-TMA5. And, of course, 636-9004-TMA is how you can call into today's radio program and really be a friend of the feather. And we're going to open up the phone lines. Is that right? We are. Uh, Clear the lines. Wow. Were you yawning? So we, passionate. Are we boring you over there? <laughs> Clear the lines. Six three six nine zero zero four TMA. Mr. Licks uh, wants to issue a statement now regarding this persimmon woods thing, uh, and he has sent it in all caps, Doug. So I guess that means. I did not grow up west of the Missouri. Persimmon is just across the river. I do not want St. Charles County attached to my name. That is from Mr. Licks. But isn't it St. Charles County? Isn't that St. Charles County? If it's across the river, it would be. Right. He's very much a St. Charles County guy. He's now revealed a little too much. Again, eventually you fly too close to the sun and we eventually catch you. Kind of a big moment. So he's a Hoosier, just like all of us. He grew up in Weldon Springs. That's okay. It's fine. But, you know, it's not Central Corridor. I think he probably has a vacation home in House Springs. <laughs> he may, if he can afford it. Well, if you're, over the, if you're over the bridge, you're west of the Mississippi. Yeah, I don't understand what we're missing there. Well, west of the Mississippi is... Or Missouri. He, but Iggy said Mississippi. Did well, you mean Missouri? Missouri? Yeah. Maybe he has how, his house is so big, it's on both sides. Oh, so maybe like... It gosh. sprawls. You know, the master ba- bedroom is, you know... <laughs> No joke. Homes in Shaker Heights make Frontenac and Ledoux homes look like starter homes. Also, they have fire key parties. Thanks. That's from the management. DBA, my dreams are bisexual. Viking cheerleader. You can't have a mother if you're not married. HD2 equals no ox. (laughs) Hashtag COVID elbow. Doug, people send in a lot of... Okay. What is COVID elbow? A lot of mishmash in that. (laughs) There are nice houses there. I mean, I went to a wedding there. The country club at uh, Shaker Heights. Whose wedding yeah. was this? Mark is that what Robert Plant was? Yeah. Shaker Mark, Heights. Mark Rosen. He was it, playing a... He wasn't playing Shaker Heights. I don't know what he was playing, but he's somewhere in... Shaker Heights, wealthiest area, community in the United States. He was staying at the same hotel, though. Now, who was Mark Rosen? Uh, he was one of my best friends growing up. And he moved to Shaker Heights. And no. got fabulously wealthy in Cleveland. No, they did move to Ohio, not Shaker Heights, but... Okay, average income. Who do I have? Mr. Shaker Heights? Not even that great. Forty's nine thousand. Ah, Shaker Heights. That can't be right. No, it's the average income. That's still a little low. 
Heights isn't that big. Especially if it's the richest. I mean, that, yeah, yeah that, that to yeah. me, I was very underwhelmed with that. Richest city in America, averaging 49 grand a year. <laughs> no. I dug Stephen Wildwood wants to talk about wealthy places, okay. and he has lived in a lot of them. Good yeah. morning, uh, Steve and Wildwood. He's chairman, Steve. I yeah. apologize. Hello, Steve. Steve. Hey, hey boys. Hello. Yes. Uh, Crestwood, humble brag. You're in Crestwood now? I grew up in Crestwood, Doug. Oh, I didn't realize that. Ray Booth Bowling Me too. Yeah. yeah, me too when I was a little kid. <laughs> yeah. I like how Iggy associates every municipality with its bowling alley. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think they just Usually sold it. closed. I think, I think Crestwood's still open, though. It's yes, open, it but the, uh, the Bluths just sold it. Mike Bluth, I think, just sold it. Oh, interesting. Okay. Good luck with your uh, quest to become Hall of uh, Bowling Hall of Famer. Add it to your list of uh, Hall of Fame credentials, Ray, mm-hmm. Iggy. Yeah, I had nothing to do with it. My old, my old Kegler's All Corner right. partner, um, Alina, nominated me and said, "Yeah, do what you want. Do what when you, you want. Uh, I was wondering, Friday, I was listening. Uh, before this show, I was listening to your guys on Friday. And, like, when you mention, like, people by name on the show, do they, like, has anybody ever called you and said, hey, don't mention my name on the show because people are bothering me now? I think Potter Varley. Like Potter Varley got bothered. No, nobody has. Wasn't he bothered? Okay, Did we... he get 100 phone calls? No, I think he was probably got bombarded because he gave his company out. Oh. Yeah, I did a lot of work for them. So. Oh, you but, He's uh, I don't know him personally, but I know a lot of guys over there. Hey, Steve, so, uh, I, I do want to spend more time on Potter, but before I was I was gonna actually text you over the weekend, uh-huh. and then I uh, and then I saw this on the TMA fan page on Facebook that uh, there was the a threat. What's that? No, go ahead. No, no, the uh, what was it? The the St. Louis County property assessments? Is that Doug? Did you get that? Uh, yeah, I saw something about that. And they and they have increased so aggressively uh, that I was actually going to text you to see if this was just commonplace or uh, or if if this was an outlier. So, uh, are you hearing from people uh, with with regards to this? Yeah, I don't do a ton of it, but I've gotten more calls than I usually do. But to be honest, a lot of people, it was so far behind for so long, it's alarming, but it might, it's probably true. Like, I've had, like, I think eight or ten calls already, and out of those eight or ten, I think one or two I'll do an appraisal for to help them. Yeah. But, because, like, they'll call me, like, if anybody, you know, just call me or message me or whatever, not to take free advertising from me, Tim, but, uh, but, and I'll look it up and say, hey, you, it might be worthwhile to get an appraisal. It might not be. And what do you what do you determine to be worthwhile? Well, I mean, if you can drop it, you know, over twenty thousand or whatever, it's worth because they go by it's like nineteen percent of the total assessment. So, I mean, if you pay me, you know, four hundred dollars to do an appraisal, you know, you're going to get two years of assessment. So, it better be worthwhile. You know, what's nineteen percent of ten thousand probably is not worthwhile. Yeah. Right. The assessment amount. You know, they assess you, they tax you based on 19% of your, your value. Your so year value. over year, people were talking about really aggressive increases on their appraisal from, and I'm looking at mine, and 
it, it went up pretty aggressively. But I mean, mine, in comparison to what I was reading in that thread on the TMA fan page on Facebook, for those of you who would like to, uh, to read it, uh, click to join there. Uh, I was seeing big, big numbers, much greater than 19%. Well, no, I'm not talking 19% of the – I'm saying your assessment is based on 19% of the value. So if you take the time and pay me and ah, pay I see what somebody you're to do it, you know, you won't save enough to make it worth your while. The only thing I will say is it's good to challenge it because your base will be different because they usually, you know, they usually don't go crazy like they did this year. But, to be, but you know, it's <laughs> – oh, We had a music break. Dude, that was so yeah. much. Well, what was I, I was checking an email and <laughs> something just popped up. An email? You don't have to lie. You're on, it doesn't matter. No, I was I'm checking on Twitter email. right now. I'm just checking email and something popped up. <laughs> Sorry, Iggy. You're not a homeowner, so it doesn't apply to you. <laughs> no, never have. Uh, you've never owned a house, right, Iggy? Ever? I haven't, life? no. I've lived in a couple, but I've never owned one. <laughs> <laughs> It's one of the best quotes we've ever heard. (laughs) I'm wondering, because, I mean, I I think, too, that uh, a lot of the people in this audience, you know, have jobs. I mean, I think if you pulled the whole St. Louis area, there's a lot of people who haven't owned a house ever. But I would guess if you pulled this audience, I would guess 99% of the people have owned a house at some point. Oh, yeah, this audience for sure. Well, if, if housing prices in general have gone up as drastically as they have, wouldn't it figure that the assessments would also go up? Yeah, but people still get mad, you know. Yeah. They, they, they want it to be worth as little as possible with the tax assessor. You know, when I come out there to do it for a loan, right. I want it to be as right. much. But, I mean, it's just kind of what it is. But the thing is, too, if you watch, like if everybody checks their assessment, uh, especially in the county, a lot of the land prices were way behind. And then you got, like, Kirk, in Kirkwood, a teardown. You know, like in Carport City over there, you know, you buy one of those carport houses. I mean, it's three hundred thousand <laughs> mm-hmm. to, to tear, knock it down. To tear yeah. it down. Yeah, yeah, to knock it down. I mean, so they have, and so the county looks at, well, you know, they're building million dollar houses on three hundred thousand dollar lots, and we have your land assessed at, you know, seventy five thousand. We're going to jack that up. So yeah, that's kind of where some of it comes from. But it. It has been a crazy market, but if if you look at how far behind we were after 07, 08, you know, it's it's pretty normal when you look at a 15 to 30 year period. I you guess. know, it's, yeah. All right. All right. I apologize for sidetracking the call. What were you about to say, Doug? <clears throat> there's a there's a house in my neighborhood went on the market, and it was sold about a day later for above asking above price asking. for a ridiculous price. And I'm thinking, is our house really worth that much? We got to move into another nicer neighborhood. And then you start to look around and go, no, can't afford that's that That's the either. issue. Yep. Can't that's, afford that's a nicer the deal. neighborhood. Yeah, yep. that's the deal. That's, that's where everybody, that's where the market's really getting hurt is because is people are, I mean, what do you got? Like two and a half, three percent. So you're going to buy a different house and pay, you know, six, seven percent in interest. You know, yeah, even though you can refinance after a while. I mean, I think it's, the, the pricing has gone crazy again. Yeah, it's. Uh, it, it, I thought it would dip a little bit, but this year, but it hasn't just because there's not enough inventory. Yeah, Doug, as you sell your house and move into Ballpark Village. Oh, yeah, oh. you'd be my neighbor, Doug. Well, yeah, I'll, I'll look into that. Can I put my pop out in your backyard? Well, yeah, I'd love that. I'd oh, pay. in the barn off? Yeah, yeah, that's where I'm going to. Uh, Steve, what were you going to? Uh, what were you going to? Uh... Ask about before well, I sidetracked I, I, your, your I call. I thought you were asking about. Uh, I, I did that poll. 
everybody put their weight in there. There were 164 respondents, and the average weight of the 164 fan page members was uh, 208. 208. 208 is the average weight. But most of them are like 6'3", right? There were a lot of six-footers in there. I mean, no, not everybody put their height in. Obviously, the taller ones probably put their height in. The shorter ones didn't. Yeah. And everybody but, was honest, too, I'm sure. I, I assume I, this was gentlemen only, were, just based on the demo. There were, there were three women, and they they weren't the lightest. But, uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> there were a couple of twinks that were a lot lighter. But, mm. but I mean, I was, like, when the women put their weight in, I have to, I have to say. I well, maybe they were joking. Maybe they were, but I don't know. But the, I was surprised by the numbers because they don't look like that. I mean, I didn't say, I didn't, how do I say this gingerly? I mean, I was. I was surprised. I was like, that's that's a high number. I thought you weighed less than that. So, But there was like one guy who weighed 140 and one, one 154. And then, you know, it was, there were, I think, two over 300, which surprised me. I thought there would be more. Yeah, there, were sure. a lot of, there were a lot of mid and high twos. And I guarantee they're all not six footers. But, uh, you know, I'm trying to lose some weight. So I've gotten down a little bit, but. So the average weight of the listener about 208, and the average weight of the show people here was about 168, didn't I it? think we know, 157. 157, was yeah. it? Yeah. Oh. But I guess if you threw out the lowest there, like Plowsy, I mean, brings the weight down. If you throw yeah. him out, you know, it's a normal figure, Thanks, like 175 probably. <laughs> but I still can't believe he weighs 115 pounds. No, I couldn't. I, mean, I am in all. I guess 130. It, yeah. He was wearing his clothes, too, right? Yeah. Yeah. We we witnessed it, and then Jackson got on the scale, and it was uh, it was the proper weight for Jackson. So that's yeah. how we corroborate. I would it. have I would have to cut off all four limbs to weigh 150. <laughs> but here's the thing, though, I'd still rather be this than 315. Oh, I'll sure. live a hell of a lot longer. Hell yeah, uh, yeah. But there's some. I mean, I don't think too many people were hating on your weight. Oh, I think people no, were in no. awe of it. Oh, it is shocking. I'm I'm well, legitimately so stunned. Eat. Yeah. And you're and you're in your 30s, right? You're 30, right? Yeah, I'm 34. Jesus. I mean, because your metabolism <laughs> should be changing, but I feel, I feel like you were heavier when I met you first. I don't know. You're skinnier now. I, 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 I'd be surprised on that. Again, this is my first time on a scale, and I would say close to Steve, 16 years. Really? Yeah. What, what did you weigh 16 years ago? 115. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. That is my, what my actual consistent. It's exactly the same. That's funny. Isn't That's that crazy. wild? I, so. I, I thought it would be at least 125, but I mean. I would have guessed 128 wasn't going to be my guess. I, we put the over-under at 133 and a half right. or something, but I thought I'd be in the, one, the 120, so but, I was a little surprised myself, actually. What but. makes it surprising is you're not 5'2". You're 5'10". Five, five, ten? Ten, yeah. Hmm. Five foot two. That would make more sense. Yeah. You could get it. There's some people that are just short every which way, short, thin. But you're all darn near six foot. And here I am, baby. Yeah. You're what we call a bean pole. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But Best you don't look like it slats. though. You don't you look like slats. some skinny raily thing. I, I mean I, I don't know. I just feel like, you know, I could obviously use some tone. You know, maybe. <laughs> oh, thanks, Steve. <laughs> you are. I mean, like when I see you, I'm like, like I thought I didn't think you were that skinny, but I, I think too. I think when you're in golf clothes, you're probably a little tighter clothing-wise than like when you wear your normal like 
Oh, for hoodie sure. And, hoodie and jeans are baggy on yeah. you, so it looks makes you look bigger. But in golf clothes, you really, you probably, you know. You can see the 115, you're... can't you? Yeah, yeah, you can see it better then. So, <laughs> I, I don't know. Tim, how'd you golf this weekend? Ugh. Uh, played, uh, played well, really played well. We missed winning our flight by a half a point, Doug, and that'll keep you up at night. Cause you go back. Oh. No, if we could have just halved one yeah. of those holes, oh, just one of them. we could have won the flight. Didn't uh, engage in the playoff though. Uh, and we won, you know, they have wild cards for how you perform yeah. on Saturday and the max points that they have at, at, at their particular event. You can't like 10 owe somebody. The max is seven. So we played two matches on Saturday and we won Six and a half, three and a half, and seven to three, seven to two and a half, actually. And so that was 13 and a half out of possible 14, and we still didn't get into the wild card. Wow. Yeah. We were firing on all cylinders. Tip of the cap, Doug. Warson Woods Wacko. Flat yeah. stick. And no one knows match play like you do. That's the thing that's so advantageous. Yeah. That's the thing that's so advantageous. It, it was a great event. Wonderful golf course. Love the membership there as far as the uh, the people. I got a chance to meet a lot of balloon party listeners, which isn't something I've Where was this? What course <laughs> ever really, ever really, ever really said, that. to be honest with you. Because uh, the wacko would go, you don't know about the other show? No, what's the other show? I go, that's, that's fine. Uh, but uh, it was Algonquin. one has more upper middle class than this. I think, I think TMA is more middle class to lower middle class. Doug? Yeah. Probably very fair. What was your uh, what was your gift? lower class? What was your gift? Uh, it was a gift card to an apparel company. Okay. Good for you. Thank you. And then uh, Walmart. Were there, were What's there, that? Were Walmart? there a lot of guys dressed? <laughs> What's that, Stephen Wildwood? Were a lot of guys dressed in outfits like together outfits, like gray animal type outfits? Uh, I believe the last pairing we played, those guys were in first place, and then we beat them seven to two and a half. Uh, they were wearing a uniform, and the Warson Woods Wacko immediately pointed it out. Warson Woods Wacko fire shots at everyone. And I decided he reminds me of Stifler. Doug, you remember Stifler from American Pie? No. He's constantly firing shots Get at people. Get the needle out. Oh, my God. And it's, it's outstanding amusement. For those of you who are in fraternities... Uh, it reminds me of, like, uh, the guy who would constantly be hazing the pledges. Mm-hmm. But then they would fire shots back at the Warson Woods Wacko. And we ran into a caddy uh, in one of our matches who, personally, I have told him I would like him to come in and intern on our show because he is such a... He's got incredible confidence but no self-awareness, which I feel like is so important to be in talk radio, in particular <laughs> sports talk radio. Uh, and uh, the Warson Woods Wacko had a shot. Doug, let's pull up uh, the third hole okay. on on Friday afternoon, I our final known. match, only That's match where I was one. getting a pop uh, against a guy who was a member at Jupiter Hills. So, you know, uh, that kind of gives you an indication of what that situation is. And uh, in the Warson Woods Wacko, right there, he clips a, a tree and it fires back at him. And the caddy, a 21-year-old gentleman from Viani, by the way, uh, Chairman Steve, I know you're a Golden Griffin, uh, gives a smart-ass safe sign because it went mm. back into the fairway. And I said to the Warson Woods Wacko, I said, I got to tell you, our, our opponent's caddy just kind of mocked your shot by telling you it was safe since it fired back at your head. Oh. But it's in the fairway. And for the rest of the match, which was eight more holes, the Warson Woods Wacko was all over this guy. But personally, I think this guy 
uh, would fit in wonderfully on this program. Doug Cameron is his name. Cameron. Cameron from Vianney, played hockey at Missouri State. I actually got his number, so now I'm texting with young boys. And I love it. Mm. And I love it. And we we won the par three with the lowest score, Iggy. So I guess I'm a par three contest specialist since Iggy, we had that last year. Uh, and, uh, and, and they don't do it where you play it out like a match. They just gather the top four teams and whoever gets closest to the pin out of the eight golfers oh, wins, okay. wins the, uh, the whole thing. And, uh, unfortunately the Warson Woods wacko, uh, Doug, I think he may have hit the hosel oh, on, no. on his shot. Yeah, and so it kind of nearly hit the head head professional yeah. and he was catching a lot of hell from his peers so. yeah. for having an unfortunate shot under pressure, uh, but then he would hold up the envelope of the money we won for winning, and uh, and that was his way to try to quiet his critics. And he, and he has a lot of people who would like to needle him back. Well, So it's kind of like there, there's a bunch of uh, Mr. Licks, Warson Woods, Wacko things going on in real life this entire weekend. But it was great. I couldn't have had a better time, and that place is first class. It is. It really is. He's yawning okay, again. Why are you so bored with us today? I don't know. Slept for like eight hours that last sucks. night. Oh. Maybe I slept too late, too much. Oh, could be. Sometimes you sleep too much, you get you're even tired. You need some physical activity. Yeah. I swept. I was uh, I was half expecting not to not to get too serious, but I I got a notification like right after the Cardinals game from MLB. You know, you get notifications of something going on, and I was half expecting Armal to get fired. I mean, I, I think it's a real possibility. I was in the I same boat. Like you thought he was going to get fired yesterday? I, I thought after getting swept from Pittsburgh, it's just that's enough. Let's just try something here. Was it the Tigers series where they were losing all those games in a row and they won the last one? I felt like if they didn't win the last one of that series, he would have well, gotten fired. Well, that's what I, I was I, saying going into that weekend, but that they did have a huge move that weekend. It was just Wilson Contreras was yanked from the catcher spot. The Contreras situation to me... And, it, and it, I'm kind of taking the catching thing out of the equation. That is, that is, that is a chicken that is already coming home to roost, Doug. And you're paying a little more con- attention to him since he's on the Prime Minister's Fantasy right, Club. Right, doing nothing. And you go, oh my God, he's owed that much money. He might be back at catcher, but how many games of the deal is he going to wind up catching? And he doesn't have the bat to be a quality DH. In other words, if you were going out and assigning a DH or just taking a DH from your system and putting him in the lineup, it wouldn't be somebody with Wilson Contreras' numbers. Wilson Contreras' offensive numbers are great for a catcher, not this year's, but historically. And suddenly Kisner can hit. Yeah, Kisner was responsible for the one run yesterday. Yeah. Tommy Edmond, whoever that guy is I picked up on the waiver wire that you were about to Luke pick up. Baker. That's correct. Uh, those were the guys responsible for the hits. Luke and Baker, Tommy Edmond, two apiece, and then Andrew Kisner was a sponsor for the RBI. How do you do? Well, no, well, you were going against well. a forty-five-year-old guy who's been pitching for twenty-something years. And chances are pretty good they take a beating again this week because Texas is one of the best teams in baseball. They can rake. Yep. Yeah. Bruce Bochy, we should have gotten him, huh? He was available. Who was that? Ago. Who did you say? Bruce Bruce Bochy, the manager oh, of yeah. the Rangers. Yeah, yeah. He's good. I, I do think there's a Winning and the Cardinals deserve to be arrogant because I mean they've been so good for so long. But there's a certain arrogance that's coming from the organization, and it does. It's not a good look when you're playing like this. And it's just weird. I, I think Marmol, growing up in the, for lack of a better term, growing up in the system, he has that arrogance, and it's weird. Like they never think they're wrong. 
they do things that are kind of off base and most of the time they work, but they haven't been working lately. And I, I think too, I mean, I don't mind shopping around Goldschmidt if we get enough because Walker cannot play outfield. I mean, he, well, he had a ball yesterday, yesterday that was, that was alarming. Oh, that's a can of corn. <laughs> that was, you know, which ball I'm talking about. You didn't, you didn't get a chance to see yeah, it. Yeah, he it came in on it and it went over his head. It was, that was alarming. Yeah. Look at Iggy watching one game a year. I like well, it. I got Peacock. <laughs> I got, uh, was that on Peacock? Yeah, well, I got Peacock, so yeah. I can watch it. I got all these apps. I don't even know what to do anymore. I, I think I pay $1,000 a month for all my TV. Yeah. Well, if you're paying anything watch to watch the Cardinals, you're getting ripped off. So oh. please can't, if there's any <laughs> oh, subscription, man. you need to cancel it to that. <laughs> mm. yeah. well, I, I, I saw so many people like bitching yesterday on Facebook about, oh, great. You got to pay five bucks to watch the Cardinals. I ain't doing that. Well, you didn't ask you to. It just happens to be on Peacock. If you got Peacock, you got to see it. They tried something. One game. Oh, man, now they're going to charge me five bucks to watch a game. <laughs> I think it should be on both. But, I mean, they get paid enough money to do it, and they gotta, they got to do something. I don't know what the hell is going to happen. I mean, I guess the, the it'll it'll be the big teams will just keep their networks, and then the MLB will take over all the smaller teams. Oh, dude, just wait. The Cardinals are going to use this Bailey's thing for four or five off seasons to not pay people. We're going to be hearing about mm. Bailey bankruptcy in 2030, and that's why we can't pay anybody. Hmm. I don't know if they're going to have the money to pay anybody. They won't. If they lose they, all that money. They lose yeah. I mean, $70 million. That is material. But, I mean, they won't lose gambling? it in its entirety, but it'll, 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 I would imagine their television, I would imagine, this is totally speculative, that their television revenue will be less than $70 million uh, within the next three years. That would be my but guess. But can you imagine their projections, what they were going to be? Because they probably were projecting they will have this contract. You yes, know, of course. For, for, for TV. On top of that, we'll have gambling. So, I mean, I think that's That's why Bill DeWitt Third has been so outspoken about it. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's quite a spot. And again, and, that, and then you're, now you're, what you're talking about there are top-line issues, which are absolutely material to the conversation but then let's go into the expenditures, and this Wilson Contreras situation is is a live one because the Cardinals really haven't had much like this. I don't know. I mean, where you're talking about this amount of money and this potentially problematic uh, allocation of dollars in a long time. I don't know. I don't. It 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 may be the quote worst. And by, I say quote because you're talking about percentage of payroll uh, that they have that they have had in the DeWitt era. I know I know there's been the Stephen Matz and Mike Leake and Brett Cecil and Dexter Fowler and you know take your pick of whatever else going back if you want to go back to Tino Martinez, but that was a three-year deal for a relatively speaking low amount of money. But when you have a guy who's on your roster who nobody else would take and you're not comfortable with him catching and then he's not performing offensively and he's in his first year and he's making that much money for this market with potential top-line issues, it can be an albatross, and that is something to monitor. Let me ask you guys something, and I don't know the, I don't know the price, uh, so maybe it's a question nobody can answer. But they just put the Stiefel patch on, so they getting money from Stiefel. Are you surprised that for 50 years that this continued to be Bush Stadium and nobody else has jumped out, a company's jumped out, like PNC, or for, hey, we'll give you $500 million of name rights. Can they be making that much from Bush every year that another company can't jump up and say, we want it? Well, they signed contracts. 
naming yeah, I know, but contracts for a certain amount of years. I know, but it's almost like, well, we've always been Bush. We don't care about the money. You would think they could make more money from a company that wants to plaster their name on your stadium. I don't know what yeah, right, Bush I pays. Yeah, I don't know what AB is paying. Yeah, see, I don't know. They must that, be paying. It's, I mean, they they have Budweiser and Budweiser. I'm looking out my window right now. I mean, that's the biggest signs in the stadium, basically. But I I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what's going to happen. By the way, I did pay with the Stephen Matz bet already because he has zero. Paul, he got paid. Yeah, there's no way that dude's going to get to ten. <laughs> Well, not in a bullpen, no. Unless he comes into a game that's eight nothing and they score nine runs, and I mean, he starts it, stacking up wins. Can we talk about paying Wainwright seventeen million? Is this a legacy contract? Because that's a lot of money for him. I, I, I don't know who else were you going to get to pitch. You know, he, I, I mean, I mean, I, I get it. it's kind of a legacy thing, and you want him to retire on his time. But seventeen million dollars is a little ridiculous. I think without the incentives. Now, I don't know you, you to the Plowhawks credit have been incredibly outspoken, uh, critical of, of the Cardinals. So I can't uh, do results oriented with you. I don't recall a whole lot of criticism of the Wainwright contract in the moment. It certainly is getting a lot of attention now. And I was for certain on one oh one cause I was catching a lot of hell and, and more so than normal there, uh, being against the Contreras deal. And never expecting it to be like this. I thought they'd be improved offensively when they when they brought him over, but I just thought for the life of the deal, I thought it would be a bad deal. And I uh, was really kind of su- surprised by how much value they put on making sure they replaced Yadier Molina. I mean, you can't necessarily replace Yadier Molina, but that was the offseason priority. And then the other thing we talked about ad nauseum was uh, the fact that the Cardinals didn't do anything to address their pitching staff in the offseason. So from a front office standpoint, uh, it was a questionable offseason anyway. And then you look back on this now and you go, look at this. A lot of this you could see coming. What I don't think you could see coming is how just terrible the offensive production has been from the outfield, how subpar Nolan Arenado's year has been, minus the two weeks or so that he was on fire. And Wilson Contreras, whereas I wasn't high on that deal, most certainly were, and maybe they'll end up being right, but you could have never expected him to have this kind of offensive performance. Like I said, he has two hits over the last two weeks. I mean, two hits over the last two weeks. Yeah. That's absurd. Two more than we have. That's correct. That is correct. Which is not That's good, Doug. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Steve, we got we got to run. Anything else you want to talk about at all? Nothing. Nothing at all. They did, uh, I will say they did completely remove all the sod and resodded the whole field over uh-huh. the weekend. Maybe that'll help. Yeah. Reds yep. are coming Maybe to town on Friday, doesn't it? Not yeah. enough money for Luke, that. Luke, Luke, Luke Combs will be here on the 17th. And also, what would they do? I mean, without Wainwright at the end of the year, and if they're 10 games under 500, what would the attendance be at the end of the year if you weren't honoring Wainwright the last weekend of the season? I don't know Crazy. if that's going to get a lot more. I don't think that's going to get more than the pool holes. Or, like, I, I, I have a feeling people do care about Wainwright, but if you're 65 games in the last weekend well, of the, the season, but yeah, the, 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 the difference with Wainwright, of course, is he's not possibly going to be out there every day. You know, it's at best one out of five. And so there are, there are, you know, are a limited number of starts left for him as it is. I think they'll put him in the lineup as a DH. Just to get people in the door. <laughs> he can't be any worse. Uh, Stephen uh, Wildwood, thank you so much for right. the call, sir. Have a good day, boys. There he is. That's Steve. Steve. Uh, Doug, he's a chairman, as a matter of fact. Yeah. Engineer Design Facilities is moving forward as the EDF Group, the most experienced data center and critical facility service provider in the St. Louis market. Check out the newly revamped website, theedfgroup.com, and take a look at each of the three divisions they have to offer. EDF Group. 
your one throat to choke for all your critical facilities, data center, commercial fire alarm, and electrical and IT infrastructure needs. To contact the EDF Group, email fire at the edfgroup.com. Experience the EDF Group difference and learn more at the edfgroup.com. Text in 314-881-TMA5 to the EDF Group text inbox. Munganast is the sponsor of our 7 o'clock hour and the Daily Fantasy Sports Showdown online at stlouisaccurate.com and altontoyota.com. And then you can use the secret phone number to text Jamie Burkhardt, Clayton Patterson, Peter Munganast, 314-252-0029. Uh, and even if you get your car from Munganast, get it serviced at Munganast, the official automotive provider of TMA, the Tim McKernan Show podcast, and the presenting sponsor of Balloon Party every day from 10 to 11 a.m. on 101 ESPN. Jackson, uh, how did it go this week in the Daily Fantasy Sports Showdown presented by Munganast? Well, let's fire up the old lineups, Tim. Let's I think it was going to be a barn burner until uh, more cows What happened? No, All right. Back so. spasms. So... Doug had a lineup featuring, uh, or that was last week, sorry. Pulling mm. up this week. So. Okay. That'll kill some time. All right. Uh, yeah, Morikawa withdrew, of course. Who, Doug, you had Morikawa? Uh, I guess. D- Doug had Morikawa, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. And then, uh, yeah, Matty oh, Matty no. I guess we throw out the problem. whole week if someone withdraws like that. No, you just don't get Sunday points. Many, many fits, fits. Uh, Corey Connors, who missed the cut. Russell Henley, Keith Mitchell, and Taylor Pendrith. Uh, so Doug finished with 340 and a half points. Mm. Okay. Iggy, uh, of course, had Billy Ho, who yeah, uh, shot yeah, 84, and then even on the second round. Billy Ho's been having some problems recently. He has yeah. had a terrible year, and he started he crying. He started Thursday. crying? Everyone yeah. cries now. He didn't now. cry. Thursday was crying at his press conference. You're kidding, because he played poorly? Yeah, he doesn't we know what's going on with this game. You guys talked about this on Friday? Yeah, I guess yeah. we did. They have yeah. golf is soft. You have people withdrawing and crying. They really? So, <laughs> what the hell? I don't know. Uh, he also had Patty Patty Cantlay, Sahith Thagala, Adam Scott, C. Woo shaking that ass, and Keith Mitchell. Oh, yeah. oh, C. Woo of all these names, the only one that I know was playing on Sunday. Yeah. Adam Scott finished T10, but um, Iggy finishes with 354, beating Doug by... 14 or 13 and a half points. Oh, if sure. Morikawa doesn't WD, you probably sure. ship it. Yeah. Oh, sure. So the guys that I picked randomly were the better team. <laughs> That's all I really care yeah, about. Yeah, they were. Connors Did the children and, get anything Connors from Iggy? Really not a nickel. The Connors children got nothing. I missed cashing. You I don't know what game we team, play. I missed cashing by 20 points in my game. And you picked exactly who you wanted to pick, and the children get bupkis. Well, what did you get? Well, my guy got hurt. Well, your other two guys missed the cut. Oh, boy, the kids would have got something from me. Well, I missed cashing my 20 points in my game, my same team. Doug only had one guy miss the cut. Well, yeah. You said Connors missed the cut. Correct. Well, Pendrith missed the cut, too, didn't he? Nope. He made it. Yeah, okay. I had a good team until the injury bug. Pendrith yeah. finished last. Because I, I was interested in doing it for the community's children. You were 20 and a half points away from cashing eggs. Yeah, I was about 20 points, and I, I was leading all... I was cashing for like three and a half days, and once again, see Wu Kim when he was leading, I was cashing, and then boop, I think I'll make a double bogey here. Mm. That's hit, what Wu said. He said, "I'm going to hit it right into the water." Mm. Yeah, I just Scheffler should have won that tournament. I mean, she, I, he cannot putt, and he's still finishing top five every week. Um, I was listening to the No Laying Up podcast driving out here this uh, this morning, and had he putted like Denny McCarthy did. And Denny McCarthy, I think, had the second-best putting performance since they started shot-link data. 
Scheffler would have won the tournament based on his tee to green performance by 18 strokes. How about that? And he still finished just one stroke back, and that was missing some really short putts. It's it, his tee to green is He's so 19, consistent. 19 strokes in the field. It's so good, but he is kind of getting into a spot with his putter where you're yeah. going, uh oh, are we starting to see a little He's situation? Got the yips. I don't know if it's yips, but it it's it for as good as he hits the ball, he. Is, you know, and he keeps winning. You know, he's always in the mix, but yeah. he should be winning more. It's something to keep an eye on with the U.S. Open starting a week from Thursday. All right, uh, we'll wrap up the Mungan S. St. Louis Acura Alton Toyota, 7 o'clock hour. It's 823. Send your emails in for our design air heating and cooling email. Lady Jackson, what's that prize again? Jackson. Nope, that's my bad. Jackson. Hey, you're up, Bo. Oh, all good. Uh, all two, count them, two. Tickets to an advanced screening of The Flash on Monday, June 12th nice. at Alamo Drafthouse. Well, wow, wow, wow. The Alamo Drafthouse, though, boy. Yeah. Uh, so send your emails in. You can win those the morning after at InsideSTL.com. Buck Swope. Oh, no, Blueberry Pop Pop and Brian Henschen are tied uh, so far through two emails of the day presented by Design Air Heating and Cooling in the month of June. We'll take a commercial break, come back with our appliance discounters, 8 o'clock hour here on the Ryan Kelly morning after from the Michelob Ultra Studios. 